Hello, my name is Michael Nunley from Omen Comics and Revelation Comics. I had a great time on Comics and Pop-Tarts podcast talking about making comics on that long and windy road it takes to make them. I recommend this show to anyone who wants to give a little bit back to the community and for creators, maybe learn a little something about making comics. Welcome back to another glorious iteration, but not a con man's annotation episode of Comics and Pop-Tarts, the podcast channel that discusses comics and all things comic-y with you and other creators throughout the industry. I'm your host, Inevitable Mike. If you're listening, then you're the reason I do this show, so thank you for tuning in. Tonight's live read is for Sisterhood number 5 out on Kickstarter right now. Um, Dormant for centuries, the Order of Justice lay buried beneath an archaeological dig site in Egypt. Until the magical power of the Justice Gems are released, awakening untold supernatural evils that threaten the very existence of human life. Now, after decades of awakening, powerful priestesses have come together to once again fight the blight of darkness that pushes humanity toward extinction. They are humanity's last hope. They are the Sisterhood. You can get your copy of Sisterhood 1 through 5 by going to ink.pub slash forward slash Sisterhood now. Remember, like subscribe turn on notifications and share us when you can definitely helps get the word out and helps us curate amazing guests like our returning guest for the third time on comics and pop tarts jerry jones for those of you don't know jerry jones stranger visitor from another neighborhood gerald j jones has worked on lock and load for mental press paradigm for image comics black walls from cashel studios and is currently working on driver eight series and what we're here to talk about tonight, Misventions, the miniseries from Limitless Comics that's coming to you on Kickstarter very, very soon. Jerry, how are you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excellent, man. Thank you for agreeing to come back and, and do this episode with, with me. Uh, we've remained pretty cool, close friends uh, over the years that we've worked together and, and uh, have jerk. comics. <laughs> and I'm super excited, man. Um, to be doing this follow-up episode you were one of the the legacy guests when i started the podcast and and uh, you've been really good about coming back and and doing other episodes and i'm happy to talk about miss vengeance today i'm super excited for those of you who don't know um jerry came on first on season one episode 11 and then we did a returning episode where we talked about supernatural things and shared some personal stories and experiences of the supernatural type um you guys can go to comics and letter and pop dash tarts.com and you can go listen to those anytime you want to or on Spotify, Amazon, or wherever these episodes just happen to pop up. How's life been treating you so far, Jerry? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah, I've been busy um, finishing up Miss Vengeance, getting ready to, to launch the Kickstarter here very soon. And hopefully by the time that people are listening to this, they actually be able to, to go to Kickstarter and, and um, you know, get their copies all reserved awesome man and this is uh this is this is the series isn't just a, a one-off issue or a one shot it's a issue one through three correct right right um, i initially you know i wanted to do um you know a one-shot issue um in between driver eight and you know my ambition got the better of me because the story just kind of you know, blossomed into something that was more of a three issue. So, um, 
So it took a little bit of time to get all three issues done, but but um, yeah, here we are. As as time goes on, though, the longer something marinates, the more the more morsely it tastes. Um, I read the preview. Uh, Jerry Jones was very kind enough to offer me a, a nice preview. It is amazing. Um, it is full of uh, lots of things to come. Uh, what I liked most about it was you hear her heckle and cackle um, before <laughs> justice is delivered, which I find very amusing. Um, just just because you know what's about to happen um, as soon as like uh, these two thugs, they pull out guns, they hear noises, and then it's pretty affirmed when she jumps out of the shadows. Uh, for those of you who'd like to know what this preview is like, um, thanks to Jerry. He's blessed me to do a, um, a blog review on it, which is on the Comics and Pop Cards website. You'll be able to see some first-time images. Um, hopefully when the, the campaign drops, uh, this will be a good launch point. The, the blog will also have a link to the campaign where you can go and you can get your books. Um, will there be any Driver 8 available for the Miss Vengeance campaign in the add-on section? There will. Um, you'll be able to pick up um, nice. issues of uh, 1 and 2 um, in the add-on section. Awesome, man. And Driver 8, I still, Jerry, I apologize, have not had the chance to read. But what? I will get <laughs> get around to it. <laughs> All right, who booked me on this? I'm, I'm calling my agent. <laughs> uh, I believe I believe the letterhead said Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk to my alternate personality. We got to have words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so much fun. That's why I like having you on the show, man. You're such you're such oh, a cool guy. You, For you. someone who likes such dark and dreary stories, yeah. <laughs> very bright and colorful personality <laughs> so uh, for those of you who may not know um, Jerry is attached to Limitless Comics he's one of the partners alongside Anthony Moore who I've had the pleasure of working with all of you um, for those for those of you who haven't who haven't heard and I, I hope Jerry you could do this in the best words and this doesn't catch you off guard but my listeners base has grown overseas quite a bit um we're being listened to in 11 different countries now um which i find exciting so for for those of you who are listening at home i'd like jerry to explain to us and the best words that he can come up with on the spot without being too nervous about it um what is limitless comics to you and how would you tell listeners to find you guys uh let's see use my my words my words my words um (laughs) Let me go get my dictionary. Um, um, a limitless comics to me is, um, you know, it's you know our artistic expression and freedom, you know, to tell the stories that I want to be able to tell. Um, you know, and you know, it's been just such a great avenue to get these stories out there, and you know, to. Also to, you know, hone up on my drawing skills and um, design skills and things like that. So, you know, I just, you know, so thankful for Anthony for the chance to, to get these, um, you know, stories out there. Because it was just me on my lonesome, I'm, I'm not sure that I would quite be able to, to accomplish it all. But, um, you know, just, um, you know, just can't thank him enough. Can't thank him enough. And, 
you know, I can't think of supporters like yourself enough either, you know, without, without you guys, you know, we're, we're absolutely nothing. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, Michael, thank you so much for, for your support through the years. And oh, no problem. Any of our, yeah. And uh, for any of our supporters who, who are listening and for any people who are considering being supporters, you know, thank you so much. Um, you can uh, find Limitless Comics at our website at www.limitlesscomicsgroup.com. You'll be able to actually find the Miss Vengeance comic campaign at uh, www.mrsvengeance.com. Be a direct link to Kickstarter. And you can actually go there now and sign up to be notified when the campaign launches here in the next couple of days. And since we're saying this, recording this in the past, it, and it's the future when you're listening to this, so I don't know how that works, but someone give me some lotto numbers. Um, <laughs> you know, we might be able, you might already be able to go. Um, pre-order it off of Kickstarter. And, you know, the, the thing I really like about being part of Limitless is, you know, we don't, we don't launch these things unless, you know, the books are done. You know, there, there's so many books when, you know, you, you go on and you wait for years for them, literally, even though they've only said it'll take about six or seven months, um, you know, something's happened. And yeah, I've noticed this even with some of the bigger names too, that, you know, are, you know, quote unquote, celebrity artists or writers and, you know, they launch their own Kickstarter and yeah, they get a lot of, you know, a lot of funding and a, a lot of uh, backers and stuff, but then they don't quite know the ins and outs of everything. So, um, but, you know, Limitless, this is, I think I counted up, this is like our 12th or 13th Kickstarter. So, you know, we've got everything down pretty pat. So all of this vengeance is complete. Is on today, so um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, awesome, man, awesome. Uh, uh, the driver eight issue that was your last campaign, it did wonderfully. And I think we spoke about Miss Vengeance last time you were on the show, but now we're here on the cusp of the right. release on Kickstarter finally. So are we, are, are, are we allowed to elaborate a little bit more on who Miss Vengeance is and how you would characterize her on the journey she's about to engage upon? Yeah. Um, you know, Miss Vengeance. Well, I guess let me start by first by saying that, you know, the story is, is not told um, through Miss Vengeance's eyes. It's told through the eyes of a character named Edwin Monroe. And um, former CIA agent that um, Vengeance is recruited to her, her little army of the night to, you know, fight against evildoers everywhere. Um, and I always, you know, found shadow. And they were kind of kept at arm's length and made to be more of a force of nature, where you weren't one hundred percent sure if they were human or not. Um, so that's kind of the same approach I've taken with Mrs. Vengeance. You know, we learn a few things about her, uh, both in the, you know, in the uh, comic portion and then the, the backup story as well. But, you know, by the time it's done, no origin, you're not going to know, um, you know, who she is and things like that. Um, just because, you know, we'll save that kind of stuff for later on. Also, partly because you know, origin stories have been so overdone in you know media, and 
you know, with Disney premiering a new Marvel series that rehashes an origin story every other week, it seems like, you know, just kind of like to start almost, you know, in media res and, you know, just kind of have the action already going instead of kind of trying to build up to it. Absolutely. Yeah, origin stories are kind of overrated. It's after after decades of like MCU films and DCEU films, their DC uh, DC shows seem to get it a little bit better. But origin stories, I think, is something that you sprinkle over the story altogether. You know, it's like a need to know basis. Um, a lot of other people, right. they just uh, publishers, they just try to shove it down your throat to you know, look, care about this person. This is what happened to them. Cry for them. Root for them. And then it really has got nothing to do with like what they're going through in the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Miss, Miss Marvel was basically a world history lesson more than it was about, you know, her as a superhero, um, in my yeah. opinion, which I'm not dumbing down the history because, you know, that part of history in India and what happened with Pakistan and the fallout of the British Empire pulling out of the, that part of the world was tragic and there was a lot of internal stuff and people can have opinions about it but like what did it really do for that character how 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 did it really define her superpowers other than link her family to you know a horrible moment in history that that just so happened you know her great grandma died died from it just eh. I, th- I thought it, I thought it was great for representation but it was just is too much of that and not enough about the character. So it um, right. It ends up drawing it out to where they have to figure out, well, how, how do we do that in season two now, since we've gotten all that out of the way <laughs> and it's basically just a giant like- setup and it's, it's, it's kind of a false marketing thing. Like you, you created this whole show to sell season two when you could have just given us what we wanted in season one. And of course, then there were alterations like the power, but for the most part, origin stories, that's why you don't really do them. You know, especially that's, that's kind of what, what propelled the MCU to have longer movies because they're like, well, we need to tell people like where, what happened and where these things came from. And although some explanation is warranted, not, not an extra hour of film. <laughs> it's right. warranted. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of dreading going to see Love and Thunder because <laughs> it's it has to explain the fallout of him being Fat Thor in the previous movie and then running off with the Guardians and then I'm sure there's another origin for the new the new uh, the new uh, Mighty Thor, which is played by Jane Foster. So I'm just like, Ugh. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but if they can get it over with, you know, and like, they don't I think that's best. Spider-Man, where he's I mean, already Spider-Man. Right. I mean, I mean, they've done it in comics. I mean, they kind of broke their own rules by doing that. Because, you know, when you write comic books, I mean, you only have so many pages in the beginning of a comic book, especially on an issue one, where you have to, like, hook the reader you can't you can't just give them yeah, 22 exactly. pages of exposition <laughs> to set them up for issue 2 and 3 they oh, might yeah. not buy those two issues <laughs> you know yeah, so it's exactly. just like that's that's why that's why some comics uh, man they 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 told they're told when they have to go back in the past and something relevant that that's affecting them 
like in you know the uh the arrowverse for like uh cw they did a really great job of peppering his past throughout the season but like it's kind of how they do it in comic books only when needed you know um there's a there's a panel in in my book that i drop just so you can get like the sense of dread and horror that he that my character morichika had to suffer you know when his family was murdered you know, I didn't go back into like three, four, five pages. I could have, but that would extend the book, you know, for creators and filmmakers that cost money. <laughs> you know, it's just how, how bad, how best can you tell the story in, in a certain amount of pages? So, so Miss Vengeance is, uh, I mean, is she a part of a, like, like an affiliate for like a group of, of nighttime crime fighters, or she's just like, like, like a spirit that kind of comes and goes and defeats evil and did I lose you Jerry we lost Jerry I think and welcome back from the commercial break <laughs> um, yeah, 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 lost you there for a second. Gotta, gotta love modern technology. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? The interwebs you know, and and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think the CEO of Anchor listens, or or if they have any like marketers who go out there and like, I wonder what people are doing on our platform because there's just too many of us. So I'll just go ahead and say that if Anchor. Thing I do on their app version on the computer, my technology for doing these shows would be way better. Because <laughs> on the on the laptop side, when you run a podcast on Anchor, you only get thirty minutes, and then I'd have to end the air and I'd have to send you a new link, and then we get thirty more minutes. So <laughs> it's a bad way to give free audio editing. <laughs> but but. But but I guess it keeps it short and to the point. However, their app version, I guess one of their selling points is if you download it and you use it a lot, you get to have unlimited recording time and it uploads to the same, I guess, the same set of server space that you have on the PC side. So when I get done with here, it uploads there and I go on the PC and then I pull the audio and then I do all the show things. But being that it's on a phone, not many audio uh, companies out there making like uh, transfer cables so I can, you know, like this, it's impossible for a phone to, to power audio equipment and have headphones in at the same time or a microphone. So yeah, I'm at the Liberty of technology. It's wonderful. <laughs> Wi-Fi, I guess is being a little slow today. <laughs> yeah, I love them, but I stay at it and I stay consistent and that's why people listen. So well, I'm not, I'm not sure how much, so, um, I'm not sure how, how much you heard of my of my last comments before I lost you beneath the airwaves? But uh, I was asking if uh, Miss Vengeance. Yeah, I, I did hear all the, hear the question. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So take two. Um, cut audio here. <laughs> Beep. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so Mrs. Vengeance, she's she's her own thing. Um, 
Yeah, she she does exist in the Limitless Comics universe, um, you know, along with um, Thirst and um, Tony's other characters, but you know, we don't we don't touch on that at all. Um, but um, you know, she's she's pretty much her own thing. She you know, recruits people from different walks of life. Um, she calls them her agents, uh, part of her army of the night, and um, you know she uses them to gather intel, uh, various other things. Um, you know, to find out, you know, what's going on, do some groundwork uh, where she can't and things like that. Okay. Uh, that sounds awesome, man. So, so you've created a legacy character, it sounds like. Yeah, I've tried to. I've tried to, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now be it, you said it exists in the same Limitless universe. I've, I've read most of everything. And, of course, I was there when Thirst was incepted. Uh, in book form, not in concept. So it excites me. Have Have you and Tony ever talked about crossing over Vengeance and, and Thirst? It, yeah, that's that's one of the first things we talked about. Um, nice. And so probably in the next you know year or so, you'll you'll see the the crossover with them. Absolutely excellent, man. Um, I I keep up with Tony on social media, and he did one of those live videos like he always does. Um, two, three times a day, almost uh, lots of times a week. And one of them, and one of them, he said, uh, he had mentioned this. I don't know if he let this slip, but I, I caught it. And because I know you guys, I have to ask. Um, he said that uh, Jerry is handling thirst. Are, are you writing thirst now? Um, he might've been talking about just doing the, the, um, you know, putting it all together. And oh, okay. <laughs> you know that part of it. So, no, I'm, I'm I'm not writing writing thirst. Um, yeah, I I actually, you know, that would be something that I'd be kind of nervous to do because I just love what Tony's done with the character. It's such an original take. I think. I I, I love the character. But, I was yeah, happy I to just, be a part of its journey. Yeah. So no, no, not not writing thirst as far as I know. You know, I could be getting a text here just a little bit Jerry, <laughs> i was gonna tell you shut up you know once um you know once this episode airs but <laughs> oh man we'll tell tony i'm sorry if i beat him to the punch but you know i was listening so he told me first <laughs> uh man i love the characters at limitless comics and including uh the characters that i've seen and and a lot of the art portrayed for like driver eight um, super huge fan, Miss Vengeance, just because the look, man. Um, the artist, you can talk about the artist real fast because I know that uh, within the Limitless Comics world, um, he was just, I guess, handpicked to do um, The Last Reich, which is a new book that had just got done kickstarting, if I'm not correct. Correct. Or if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Okay. I had did well in Kickstarter, but I guess he's taking over to do the rest of the series. Yeah, he is. Um, his name's uh, Clovis Bebola, and um, you're just a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Um, yeah, his yeah, way. Um, you know, we've got posted. We'll be like, man, I've got to, I got to have this book from the for the art. And, you know, normally being a writer, I'm not all about the you know buy the book for the art, but. You know, since it's my book, you know, buy it for the art, buy it for the writing, just just 
buy it for whatever reason you like. If you need toilet paper, you know, for the great toilet paper shortage of 2020, nothing will work better than Miss Vengeance. I promise you this. Um, and it will be cheaper than <laughs> toilet paper from the toilet paper shortage. So, you know, get it while you can. <laughs> oh, man. Not speaking from experience, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that would be a weird um, paper factory test that would probably fail every you know, C <laughs> violation. <laughs> Jerry, we got to shut your operation down. You cannot test paper this way. That's not okay. <laughs> Poo jokes. They never get old. <laughs> oh man that's yeah. awesome um, yeah what he can do with black and white man is is pretty awesome and and he's got he's got great sense of like filters so like the 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 detail in kind of i i guess it's like to me from first glance it's almost like she has this like ability to in some sense, um, as far as her cape goes, yes. um, and her cow, um, yeah. it's very like Moon Knight-esque-ish, yeah, and I fucking love it. Love it. Yeah, and I would like to point out the Moon Knight when it. I get yes. that, that comparison a lot. Like, no, I designed it first. Maybe I should just put out the first issue before it, but yeah, yeah but you know, it's <laughs> it's you know also good too because then you know it gives people a point of reference, and you know you you can't really tell in a black and white book, but she's all red, so um, so yeah, there's there's not much that Marvel can sue us over it. So oh wow, well, that'd be kind of cool. I actually thought about like what would a like what would a a, a red Moon Knight look like. And then uh, I had I had been I was writing a fan fiction a few years ago, and mine was called Crimson Crimson Moon. And then, oh, nice. you know, this new artist and this new writer takes over the book, and and now it's um, what's his name, uh, Blood Hunter. I think it is. Yeah. Can't remember. I thought it should have been Blood Moon because that sounds way cooler. And you know it ties into kind of like the astrology of it. Yeah, definitely. What I know because you know Khonshu is a moon god for Egyptian Egyptology, so <laughs> that could have played into like the astrology for that, and it'd have been way cooler instead of just some like blood hunter and like, is he a fucking vampire? No. <laughs> then why did we call him Hunter Blood? Like <laughs> those those two words just play off each other. People are going to be looking for Morbius or something like. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah don't get me started on that it was a great movie for what it was but oh my god i'm not so sure about sony making marvel movies yeah i don't i really don't think anybody is yeah especially uh, when you know sony's marketing team is like hey people are talking about our movie let's re-release it in theaters <laughs> i know right <laughs> yeah. oh man just today i posted a horrible a horrible what i hope is just a rumor but apparently uh, Takai Wakiki Wakikai Wakaka I am so sorry Takai I always screw your name up um I love him to death I love I love the the vampire show he has on on Hulu uh mm-hmm. We Are Shadow that that's hilarious um I love most of the stuff he's done except for Green Green Lantern um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he knows that even Ryan Reynolds yeah. said it was ass 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just acted in it though. He didn't actually, you know, write it. Yeah, I know. That's that's where he got his chops at though. But <laughs> apparently, um, there's I guess he made a comment. Uh I don't know if this was like a blast at uh, Jack uh, or not Jack. If this was a blast of Zack Snyder's cut for Justice League, but he was talking about working on a four hour director's cut for Love Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> and I put it in my post. I was like, Taka, no, say it ain't so. Not a four hour director's cut. Oh. You know, if I had to choose, I, I'd watch Marvel movies over over DC movies. Maybe a few of them I would choose Aquaman over because I thought that one was pretty solid. And um Yeah, uh, I'm I'm one of the ones who actually liked Whedon's um, or he who shall not be named anymore's um, Justice League <laughs> cut. Um, just because, you know, it was actually, you know, kind of fun and a little bit, you know, characters actually smiled in it. Um, and not true. evilly either. Um, That's true. You know, I, you know, I did like, um, you know, the Snyder cut, uh, you know, visually. Um, the story I thought was a complete mess, but you know, that's one of the things as a writer I'm going to be critical of, but you know, visually, you know, nobody can touch Zack Snyder. Um, yeah, he had great vision. There was a lot of action stuff I liked in there. The, the things that I didn't really agree with was, um, kind of having a cyborg origins within the justice league, but that would kind of slowed up yeah. a lot of things and took up a lot of space. Um, the slow, I mean, like the slow walk to Dark Side. I mean, they should have pulled. A, they should have pulled yeah. a Marvel, and they should have just done that in two takes, right? Like they did the Infinity series, like Infinity, the Infinity uh, Saga Part One and Part Two. They should have done that because you don't even really get to see Dark Side, and he was the main villain. Like, like yeah. he defeated Steppenwolf and sent his ass packing, and then no Dark Side. I was like, well, that's kind of crap. I kind of wanted to see more of that guy, <laughs> right? So I don't, and then it just, it totally killed any kind of budget they could have had for any type of follow-up sequel. And then I don't give it started on Ezra Miller, who's basically oh, screwed up his role as the flash oh. because he's, I don't know, I guess the media painted him as a horrible person because he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and he seems so innocent in the films and then he's like yeah. stealing people's wallets and telling people I'll kill you and breaking into people. people yeah, yeah. oh my god like he's like he's like almost the the what Shia LaBeouf would have been like if he had straightened his ass up and did peanut butter falcon I mean <laughs> great yeah. movie great movie and you know I almost think like you know Ezra Miller just kind of was a fan of you know Shia LaBeouf and once Shia LaBeouf, you know, kind of cleaned his act up, Ezra was like, okay, no one's taking this. I'm going to run with it. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he wasn't coming off a really hot uh, Transformers series in which he could have been the face of again. <laughs> but yeah. he's just, he's always going to be known as that guy that that ruined his role as the Flash, which would have been huge. Um Maybe there's some redemption for him in the future. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some serious mental issues he he needs to get straightened out there. Um, serious mental issues. I blame that on Warner Brothers, though. Like, yeah, here's a here's a multi million dollar role, but you're not going to have your first movie 
until six years from now. But we're gonna cameo your move, your your character, and all these other films and TV shows. Until then, all you need to do is be patient. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if my sister's dog could wait six seconds, let alone six years, for a piece of bacon bits. So, <laughs> 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 so I can imagine the stress that he was under, maybe. Yeah, and you know, I, I'd I would love to be a, a fly on the wall in a Warner Brothers um, <laughs> right now when they're discussing Ezra Miller and the Flash and. You know, because you know all the plans they have for it. Because you know they, you know it's it's not so much spoiler now, but you know they're bringing Keaton back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were supposed know, to put a Flashpoint movie on HBO Max. Yeah, have Keaton's Batman in it. I don't I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Yeah, they. I I don't know what they're. Doing. I don't think they even know right now because, you know, they're like okay, you know, Ezra's acting kind of crazy. Let's let's just put this off an extra year just until things <laughs> die down, and then you know Ezra just keeps coming with the hits quite literally. So um, he almost yeah. he, he almost got away with it when Will Smith punched uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> at the at the awards, and then he just had to go back into the news. You missed your opportunity, Ezra. You should have stayed in the black. You should have stayed in the black. But no, you decided to be red again. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a, a lot of people online who want you know them to CGI Ezra out, replace with Grant Gustin. And, you know, if Ezra keeps it up. I think that's a distinct possibility. You know, they could you know pull a, a Kevin Spacey on him and you know, replace them. I mean, if, if it gets bad buzz, I mean, studios aren't totally inept to bad buzz because them, like pro wrestling media, are like, well, if it's a negative buzz, then at least they're getting a buzz. Even though it's the buzz we don't want, it's still working. So right. we'll, just see, we'll just see what else he screws up next. If it's too bad, then, you know, if it's Vince McMahon, you know, <laughs> hush money bad, then we'll we'll probably ax it. Um, or if it's if it's if it's a potential Bill Cosby situation, we might ax him and have to replace him, or we'll just have him do the things, and we'll just AI somebody's face on him in the movie and give that person half his money. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. imagine the possibilities and options they have for things like this. <laughs> I thought they just should have kept the the CW verse and just combined that in with the DCU. I mean, it's got. Lots of backstory. Oh, yeah. It's got years of years and years of credibility with the audience. Uh, it's got so many characters that you don't have to reinvent or tell backstories with because they're already in the TV show. I mean, yeah, so. and they they did the crossover, and Ezra Miller actually appeared in um, that. Um, oh, the crossover event a couple years back. Yeah, the like last was, one. Yeah, with Brainiac. No, this one was. Um, or was it Earth Six, or Three? Yeah, I think this was. Yeah, whatever one it was like the the anti monitor come and you yeah, know the monitor yeah. and and all that the, their version yeah. of the crisis, I guess. And yeah, that was the alternate Earth where like all the heroes were bad guys. Yeah, and so like at the end, you know, when they're going, the speed force or whatever, you know. Um, Grant Gustin and um, Ezra Miller meet and, you know, they like gush over each other's costumes and, until they realize they're men touching each other and stop. 
See, they, they missed their opportunity. They should have just announced that Barry Allen from The Flash is going to be The Flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, they you know, nobody. They recast. Just <laughs> recast, yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. They could have worked, man. They didn't want to listen to the people. So they got Ezra Miller, and he took a dump on their front porch. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the vengeance for the paper. Man, um, so so what's what's next after the campaign, man? You're gonna wait till fulfillment and kind of enjoy these subtle weeks off from writing and looking at pages and making notations and sending things to letterists and just enjoy the quiet success that Miss Vengeance is about to do for you, or? Are you working on your next project? Uh, no, um, we're going to be dropping uh, Driver 8 number three this fall. Oh, nice. So um, once um, the Vengeance campaign is over, it's back to the grindstone. You limitless people and your endless work ethic bringing us all this great stuff. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm is sorry. I... I'll do better next time. <laughs> You better. But um, is uh, is the last issue for for Driver Three? Is that issue three? Is it a miniseries as well, or is this is this a long form story? It's a it's a long form story. It's, it's going to be uh, twelve issues. Is oh, the, nice the plan. So, and um, probably concentrate on that so I can at least get two or three issues out next year, and that way people don't have to wait quite so long for for it. Awesome, man. That's uh. That's full. That's like publisher length, twelve issues. That's a whole series. That means big trade, on your way to a big omnibus, <laughs> awesome digital passive income making paveway. Oh. The dream. Oh yeah, the dream. The dream. I'm hoping Netflix will come um, calling at my door. And Netflix, if you're listening, call me. Um, <laughs> even though you raised your prices, I still love you. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't join Jerry in that sentiment. How dare you? How dare you ump the price from its original original launch glory of five ninety nine from eight ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine? You guys are gonna uh, fall off that. You're gonna fall off that that pedestal. You're going to fall off that pedestal and Elon Musk is going to buy you guys and sell you to the highest bidder and the Netflix will be no more. It'll be <laughs> parted out to Peacock and Paramount <laughs> and Hulu because Hulu's not going anywhere because it's owned by Disney and Disney doesn't buy Netflix first. Or maybe Amazon <laughs> pick it up. Uh, I think Amazon might pick it up first. You know, hopefully Disney doesn't. Otherwise, they'll turn it into something Mouse Flicks or something like that. Mouse Flicks. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, if they if they buy anything else, they they might as well someone someone might as well just take them to the U.S. Library of Congress and give them a spanking for being a monopoly. Yeah. Because I mean that's I mean that's basically what they are. I mean, when the U.S. Library of Congress and um, the government got involved <laughs> when when theaters were whining about how they couldn't play any other movies besides all these other movies and they started regulating things, 
well, it's, it started being fair for everybody. And then the Mouse House bought Star Wars, and then they bought Marvel, and all of a sudden they're all making movies and all those IPs and shit. In any given year, you've got a couple of Disney movies, a couple Marvel movies, and maybe one Star Wars movies here and there. I mean, they got like six or seven spots in the movie yeah. throughout the year. How is that fair? <laughs> Where's the regulation? Yeah. <laughs> You, you mean our government isn't to the highest bidder? What? I, I... Oh, man. I told my wife we need to start looking at other countries that like American people. Or at least <laughs> get tanned enough so we can look as tan as maybe Italians or maybe Turkish people. And pick up a new <laughs> language and just not convert, but just show up and pretend like we were always there. <laughs> 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 worry about mundane things like how I can't grow corn this season go back to the there you go good there you go dorm outside I found out why we lost uh we lost airwaves (laughs) oh yeah yeah lightning's touching ground outside well see you had to go and badmouth Thor so there you go (laughs) okay okay story story time so I was outside yesterday I was weed eating uh the rest of the yard because I don't have a lawnmower yet so you got to do what you got to do um, yeah. So it took me a whole week to mow my backyard. Oh, crap. I do not recommend the on-sale Lowe's weed eater for 120 It's great, but your 20-volt battery is only going to get you 30 minutes of runtime. So just either buy another battery or get a gas-powered. Um, <laughs> don't try to <laughs> save the world with your weed eater by going battery and cordless. I don't recommend it. Um, so, yeah, it took seven days pretty much to mow my backyard, and I was outside. And... <laughs> My son was playing, and um, God, he's getting to this age now, almost five, where it's like he's starting to back talk you, and he'll run away. <laughs> and I'm hoping this is like early teens, so I get that out the way now, so he doesn't do that when he gets older, right? So he'll walk away and be like, "That's not fair, Daddy." <laughs> I forgot what he said, but he snapped at me, and he went inside, and like I yelled something like, "Yeah, that is." And like thunder, just boom, 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 <laughs> right afterward. And my wife looked at me, and I looked at her with this like really cool old spice commercial face. And I was like, You don't talk back to daddy. She's, <laughs> she's like, Are you serious right now? <laughs> and I was just like, Yeah, that's what happens when I get mad. <laughs> Nature coming in for the backup save. <laughs> All the while, the funniest part was my son had already done come inside and shut the door, so he wasn't there to witness it. I was just <laughs> for myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, the woes of being a parent and do something cool and nobody witnesses it. At least I could talk about it on my podcast. Oh, there you go. There you go. So don't let me catch any of you outside waiting for thunder to hit so you could say something really cool on your phone. <laughs> It's not safe. You might get struck by lightning. I wouldn't recommend it. Gotta... But you know, people do develop superpowers such as Ezra Miller if they get struck <laughs> by lightning. Oh, uh, that's true. But then, you know, when you have uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam, do we really need Ezra Miller? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, we could just put Shazam in Flash's outfit. <laughs> I mean, why not make the creative change? Flash was a kid once. We'll just blame it on his metabolism. 
There we go. <laughs> we'll just come up with like a like a like a new moniker, like Shazash or Dash <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh. well, I feel like I'm in a '90s um, movie boardroom discussing the latest comic property that you know Paramount's bought. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, you know it really needs a remake, and and I love the original movie. But we're talking comic movies. Is the, the Phantom desperately needs oh. a remake? Oh yeah! Oh my God! They they the technology is there now, and you don't even need much of it because Phantom doesn't use a whole lot of it. Right. <laughs> but like a fresh new look would be cool. I would even play a Phantom video game if it were if it were open world and had a lot of things to do. Phantom was one of was one of my one of my first introductions into kind of like the superhero, but more importantly, like the noir pulp type characters that are really dark and really didn't give a shit about not hurting people. (laughs) (laughs) They deserve to die. (laughs) Don't you value human life? They didn't. Why should I? (laughs) Which is exactly what Miss Vengeance is. (laughs) Good segue. Good segue. I find it I finally I find it awfully amusing though that she laughs right before she she gets she, she gets her bick. Uh, <laughs> the the opening to the teaser was really funny because they're like arguing over carrying this dead body and the the scared ones like I hear something man is like, shut up you you're being paranoid just grab the leg I'm telling you it's not as heavy as the other side. <laughs> All the while this this huge just I don't I didn't like I put myself in the character's shoes like I wouldn't even know what to call her just comes out with dual pistols golden eagle style and ha 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 I told you and then after that I just kind of assumed it was lights out for both of them but <laughs> they they actually you know it it's a I guess I can tell this now it's a twist you know they they end up killing her and you know, they assume the mantle of Miss Vengeance. So it's it's a buddy comedy where they've each got to try and pass themselves off as Miss Vengeance to her agents. Oh, okay. That makes more sense now. <laughs> okay. <sighs> what hell? Now I have to go read it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I, I, I had a feeling that I had to, you know, get issues one through three to kind of shed some clarity on on the preview. Because yeah, you're very popular when it comes to dropping things. You don't. <laughs> you make me guess and you wait for it. You make me wait for it. And I have to put things together and I have to use my, my brain to figure it out. How dare you, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like that. I'm a cad. What can I say? I just, I wanted an easy story where I just watch people die and people get the girl and... <laughs> They bring down the corporation, and there's lots of killing. I don't want to figure stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least I can tell you there is, there is a lot of killing in Mrs. Vengeance. So, you know, you'll, you'll get your fill there. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm always excited to uh, contribute to the world of growing violence, where, you know, systemically or politically, people say there's not a lot of violence, but in fact, the world is in self violent (laughs) Uh, i I find it i find it i find it really funny um that uh that we would we would go on this whole 
as a country that we would go on this whole AR kick and, and try to regulate guns again. Um, however, for those of you who don't know that when you support the war in Russia, you're actually arming civilians in Ukraine who get to walk down the street freely with all their guns. And so I'm just kind of like over here, like, well, if Americans could walk down the street with their guns, I don't think anybody would throw a shot. Yeah, that, huh. That's interesting. Um, (laughs) Trying to, trying to imagine what people, you know, everybody being armed going into Best Buy would be like. Um, uh, what do you mean you got that last copy of Final Fantasy? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> That'd be too. Could you could you imagine this? Is like, you ever witnessed a fight where there's just two big dudes? They look like alpha males, but they're really just big dudes, and nobody wants to throw the first punch, so they're just kind of like looking like a bunch of penguins or frogs, where they're just kind of like blowing up their stomachs and like blowing hot air, and they're just talking crap. Like you can imagine, like people who who walk around, like if if that scenario were true, like you walk around with guns and like you get into an argument over something, like the last issue of Final Fantasy, and, <laughs> and it's like I will shoot you so hard. Oh yeah, well I'll shoot you so hard with this gun, and then it's like after about five ten minutes, people in line are just like, "Would y'all shut up before we all shoot you? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just go over to his house and y'all play it together? Damn." <laughs> people would be more enough to get involved i think i think that's the way to go yeah just just arm everybody and then yeah. you know then yeah then no country would be like well we're not we're going to america no 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 we're not <laughs> but you get yeah, to well, hold a gun and walk down the street and it'd be just fine and other people have guns too so we all get to protect each other and we won't have to be so afraid for not getting involved because you know we got a gun and guns they stop they stop violence <laughs> yeah they stop violence i had a um i had a um i was playing uh fortnite with my kids hmm. they don't show any blood in the game right but like hey daddy i got kills i'm like bro tell me you defeated your enemy you don't kill anybody in fortnite you don't say kill. Like, why not? Because I don't want the gaming corporations to groom you to make sh- you know to make you think it's okay to grow up, and when you shoot something, you kill it. I want you to do that so you defeat them. That way, at least people ask you why you defeated them. Because if you just say I killed somebody, then nobody's going to give you the opportunity to talk. <laughs> if you say I defeated them, <laughs> they're gonna ask you why, and then you get to tell your story, and then, then you might have a chance. <laughs> because the video game companies, they, there's no disclaimer for that. There's all these disclaimers for like, like, um, oh man, um, epilepsy, right? That's the big one. So I guess if you have epilepsy, right. you really can't be a gamer because the. Uh, the differentials and iterations of like blue and green light and screw with your cerebral cortex so bad that you end up having like seizures unless you're just really a hardcore gamer and you have to play Valhalla that much. Um, <laughs> but there's like no disclaimers of like, especially on like critically violent aimed games like Call of Duty, which I don't let my kids play anymore because more adults now play video games than kids do. And when they get online, they have headphones on. I don't get to hear what's going on in the conversation. And I'd be damned some, you know, 44-year-old in 
you know, Pepperidge, North Carolina, or uh, some Cutter, New Mexico, sitting on a couch in grandma's living room, you know, call my kid a name or tell them how crappy they are because it's a video game. Because then I have to spend money like, like the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I have to go to people's houses <laughs> and look their asses. <laughs> or that reminds, yeah, reminds just... me of um, Ragnarok um, with them sitting on the couches, you know, Korg and Thor. Oh, playing yeah. <laughs> cool. Someone's Thor. Someone said um, someone. Someone called me names. They say <laughs> I suck. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Thor. You tell Korg he sucks one more time. I'll fly to your house and shove a lightning bolt in your ass. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically it. Although I wish I had those powers because that would be that'd be amusing. Um, what he could have done is he could have shocked the the headphone and could have sent electricity across, you know, for wherever and shocked him on the other side. That'd have been cool. But I guess only Storm could do that or Livewire, which is a villain that we haven't seen in the MCU yet. Damn it! What's the? Uh, no, no, it was living, living, <laughs> oh, give living energy or living lightning. It was living lightning. I think this was what his name isn't that his name? Living lightning or living energy or fuck. I got like his little three point five action figure. He's like pure energy. He's like a energy maniac. He's not not the not the energy one from Spider Man. No, forget that guy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Electro. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, not Electro. If anything, Electro needs like an upgrade. I'm pretty sure it's it's living living lightning or. Fuck, man. I'm going to go look it up. I guess he's just an OP villain nobody wants to touch. <laughs> Living laser, maybe. Fuck. There's just so many guy- <laughs> comic book people, <laughs> villains and heroes out there. It's really hard to keep up with a lot of them. <laughs> Especially ones that haven't seen a oh, comic yeah. book page in like years. <laughs> There, there's a lots of there's a lot of cameos in like the Thor series, and I heard there's lots of cameos in like Lo, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder that, like Hercules and Zeus and stuff that are going in the pantheon of gods now. I guess that uh, like you haven't seen in a comic book in in a long time, except for Hercules. I think he's in the new Savage Avengers mm. or Thunderbolts. I can't remember. For the love of God, I don't know why. Um. Hey, Hercules, while you're not doing anything in your immortal, long-living, last life, would you like to be a part of this meaningless human group that does, you know, I guess protects people from the realm of whatever ungodly evil comes our way? I'm like, sure, I'm not finding any manicures today. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hercules, yeah. <is> never- <laughs> I can fit it in after nap time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I love having you on the show, man. We get into these conversations. Got jack to do with what I've written down on the script. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always happy to oblige. Next time I talk to Jerry, just ad lib. That'll be the question. (laughs) Ad lib everything. (laughs) It'll be like um, nice weather we're having. (laughs) We're in different states. Oh, yeah. Um, Nice weather I'm having. <laughs> Easy for you to say. You didn't almost get struck by lightning. <laughs> Pretty sure if I walked outside right now, I'd get struck by lightning. 
You know, just to them grab a bunch of random chemicals from your home and give it a try. Oh, oh, it'd be really easy. All they have to do is the lightning bolt has to strike the, the, the carport and then I would just explode. Yeah. Well, not with the random chemicals. Though. Then you'd get your super speed. Oh, yeah, I guess so. No, no, life doesn't work that way, Jerry. You know God has a sense of, of, of humor. With all the paint <laughs> and thinner and stuff in the carport that my mom just casually left all together, you know, I guess, you know, she forgot to clean all that up before she died, right? Because when you die, you don't get the chance to, like, well, let me straighten up the house, so, you know, everything. And, you know, when you fall over, it's like, okay, everything's clean. I'm ready to go now. Um, uh, God would probably bless me with, like, living paint powers or, like, I could turn myself into a puddle of paint. Oh, yeah. there you go. You know, that could be handy. <laughs> uh, yeah, for selling paint. <laughs> I could come to your home and I could flather myself on your wall and I could turn into whatever color you wanted me to. And you just let me know and I make a phone call. <laughs> uh, I guess I could be a spy, right? And I could, like, I guess liquid, liquid travel be I the mean, paint on like, the wall that you don't think that's listening. Kind of be like the... Um... Oh, the Terminator from Terminator Two, the T one thousand that morphs out of the out of the floor. Yeah, yeah. If only my my solid form was like this awesome looking paint robot. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be just me butt naked, and I would I'd probably have a long length of list of tickets before I ever got recruited for an agency for being so awkwardly powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Without knowing it, we've created a new super something <laughs> that we could probably casually, if not talk about, write about later in a blog. <laughs> paint man! In your home painted, or if you need to spy on somebody, you can call him when he's wearing clothes. <laughs> Oh man, one of his one of his uh one of his one of his horrible like um weaknesses is is human weather so he can never live in the south. So he melts. Hmm. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh god. Oh god, I feel like I just I, I created like the next like Mr. Spot or condominium man. <laughs> one of those useless superheroes that they just threw like kite man. Um, well, hey, <laughs> Kite Man's, you know, he's on the, the Harley Quinn um, yeah, cartoon. I, know. And... He, he, I guess he made it big time, and it only took like 45, 50 years or something. Yeah, so, you know, or... Paint Man, hey, he could he could die horribly in a James Gunn movie here in, you know, in the next 30 years. Maybe. You know, Maybe. Suicide Squad 20. He would probably be pretty cool if I could liquidify, wrap myself around somebody, and just like cover up their face, and then just kind of suffocate them. Because the paint. There you go. Like, well, yeah, I guess I could be kind of a badass. I don't know. Maybe I'll work out a short five page yeah. and see. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. We need to just be in a room one day with a pile of paper. I bet you, you and I could make some weird things. <laughs> Come out of there yeah. in the studio. Probably be like, these fucking guys, what? Did they come from? Uh, in my defense, Jerry did say he was a stranger from another neighborhood. Whether or not that's in this planet, I have no idea. I was born in California and raised in the South. Uh, <laughs> I bet. 
Uh, yeah, if we got together like that, it'd probably be like the intro to Beavis and Butthead, you know. Um, you know, don't try this at home. Things they do could possibly get you arrested or even deported. <laughs> oh, like Jackass or like uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it here, even though I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on to the show tonight and uh, sharing oh, with welcome. me your experiences and your feelings, and of course, always, always your thoughts, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations, ladies and gentlemen, is a rare commodity that everyone takes for granted on a daily basis, but we here appreciate it on Comics and Pop Tarts for more unforgettable guests. Like Jerry here, who I'm sure will return in the near distant future. And episodes like this one, visit comics in the letter the letter in pop-tarts.com. Leave us a five-star review or a voice message for your chance to be heard on the show. Um, which hasn't happened yet. I don't know why. Um, and don't miss weekly my weekly, well, bi-weekly newsletter, uh, comics and pop tarts.substack.com. I have, you know, weird things about myself and stories and inspirational stories I share in there all the time. Um, yeah, that's it. So whether you're a fan of comics or you're a comic creator, um, this show is for you. So go to our contact page, fill out some stuff, sign up for the newsletter on the website, which not a lot of people have done. You get a free copy of Solo 88 Weapons and Armory. Awesome book. Nice. Full of wonderful characters. Um, that you get to explore in the Limitless Comics universe, characters that haven't been seen before, that are popping up in the near future, and you know characters that are already in the Limitless Comics universe that you could go to the store Envy um, on the Limitless Group TV website. I think there's a link there that you can go get those books. And um, thank you for watching the show. Any last words, Jerry? Watching? <laughs> I'm being recorded? What? Oh, crap, I'm in my underwear. Dang it. Live yeah, show got the... coming soon. <laughs> uh, last word, I better get some of this subscription money. Um yeah, um yeah, um check out Miss Vengeance, MissVengeance.com, MRS Vengeance, V-E-N-G-E-A-N-C-E dot com, LemonlessComicGroups.com. Um and soon enough, driver8comic.com for driver eight issue three. All amazing, good, all amazing stories, all amazing characters, all from the amazing Jerry Jones. Thank you, sir, for coming to the show tonight. Peace, love, and not chicken grease. And don't go outside when there's lightning. It will strike you. This is, uh, this is your host, Inevitable Mike, or another, um, I'm going to say awesome, but weird episode of Comics and <laughs> <laughs> You guys have a great night.